Welcome to episode 100. Now, we do not have we do not have Brett here today, but he's here in spirit. And uh, with me is Garrett Ward. Uh, you are now, Garrett Ward, you are now the reigning podcast guest, Am um, I? the leader. You've been on the podcast the Number most. One? John, oh, you right. are right I behind like him. That. Actually, today, the one you, you recorded Did tied tie you with Garrett. Oh, so you guys Garrett. are tied again. We're tied um, Kiki, since we're both on this now. <laughs> Kiki is here. She is she always telling me she wants to be on the podcast more. I'm an up-and-comer so podcast she's, uh, guest. This is episode number two, I think, for Kiki. Up-and-comer. Um, two out of 100. 98%. Yep. So what we're going to do for just a few minutes, we've got a little later, I'm going to play the audio from Brett and Eve discussing just the first 30 years and some things from the 30th anniversary that we had uh, just a few weeks ago. Their uh, audio from that day is going to be on the end of this podcast. But first, I brought in these three because we're going to talk about some of the things that are coming up in the future of Spring Hills. Um, First of all, we've got a lot of really cool things that Brett also mentioned that Sunday, which is the campus is going to be, uh, I don't know if it's restructured, a good word for that, Mm -hmm. Um, built built out. More things are going to be happening. Kiki, you know... Um, the plans there. So why don't you share with us what's going to be the plan for the campus and what it's going to be looking like in the future? Yeah, well, it's really exciting. We moved into the campus, you know, in 2010 with a build out in 2008. And when we first got into the campus, we were kind of, um, we barely got in by the skin of our teeth, right? It was miracle after miracle and God provided. We've been here now for 12 years. And so it's time to go into phase two. And what does that look like to develop our campus? We're a 60 acre campus with empty buildings. We still have the cold storage building, which is like 28,000 square feet. It's empty. We have building D that's about 6,000 square feet. That's empty. And our church is growing. And so it's a cool opportunity to see God move and develop our campus with more spaces for people to connect and grow spiritually. Like, and we've got the school coming up. So what's the, uh, the campus going to look like with the school coming in and everything? Is this building that we're in now, the auditorium, is that going to be more for the school? No, not necessarily. I mean, the phases that we're going to be building out the campus is really still prioritizing church use, but the school is a ministry of the church, right? So it'll all cross over, but we're not doing a build project specifically to for the school. school. No, not specifically for the school. We're really focusing on, we are focusing on next generation, but specifically like discipleship spaces for our people. Our church has been great for large group spaces, but as our church grows and more people come in, we need more spaces where people can connect in smaller settings. And so The first phase of our build project will include a remodel to the current warehouse building, taking that building that's currently open space and turning it into a number of small group, smaller classroom settings. And so you're going to have specific spaces for your first and second grade kids. Similar to the kids wing? Uh, No. I'm broken up like that, though. I mean, like in different rooms. Yeah, similar, but mm-hmm. way better. I haven't seen, I <laughs> haven't seen any updated. of these plans. I haven't seen well, any the of plans them. are just forming right now. Yeah, they're concept, so, right? They're so still in concept. Oh, okay. So uh, tomorrow we have a meet. Well, I don't know. If is cold storage, uh, cold storage plan to be the auditorium? Is that going to So that would be still? phase two. So phase, phase two. one includes the warehouse. It includes building D, which is currently empty, 6,000 square feet empty. Building D will turn into a multi-use facility for specifically for junior high, high schoolers, young adults, uh, G3, any, any group that would meet in there that's around uh, 150 or less, right, could use that space. It'll open up the doors to it. will open up to the 4.3 acre ball field. That's part of the plan, a ball field. Yeah, Garrett, you're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute. What, and that's what all is, in phase, the first phase. And for the l- listeners, building D is the building that faces It's the empty building Fulton over Road. by the office. It's where the wrestling room is right now, right? Right. Yes. So it's not totally empty. It's not like it's it's just storage. There's people that are using it for some things. 
Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's a huge space. It's a huge space. We, we can could utilize, utilize more for ministry. Right. 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 Yeah, for sure. For so ministry. it'll be an update to that building, a remodel of our current warehouse building to make it more effective uh, and intentional. And then a lot of stuff with the outside landscape, building intentional spaces, creating areas where your family can just stay, uh, utilize the, utilize the church, like, uh, like your own backyard mm. with a lot of places to sit and hang out and, uh, use that outside. Also some cool updates to our big patio that's off of the current auditorium. That'll be great for connection. Awesome. Well, let's talk about community. the ball field because that's been mentioned a lot, Garrett um, and John. You guys have been in, involved in that. Um, what's the What's the plan there? What's What's the vision and what's the purpose? Yeah, it's just about uh, getting people more involved in um, church activities, and, and softball is actually one of those uh, popular activities that a lot of people like. Adults like, kids like like to go uh, play out and play ball, and we're gonna. Uh, want to put a ball field out there and, and be involved in, uh, yeah, community softball. Uh, Spring Hills Church has been in, involved in church leagues in the past and, and still is, but it's going to be awesome to have our own our own facility, our own ball field to uh, take pride in and have all these uh, groups meet out there and, and have a lot of different activities, not just softball, but, you know, could have soccer, you know, disc golf, uh, any any type of activities out there on, on, on the big lawn. What so, about a driving excited. range? Is that happening? Uh, that might be phase three. With Brett and John included, <laughs> I'm surprised it's not phase one. I can't wait because that's going to be such a cool ministry tool for the community. Right. Yeah. You know, sports. It speaks a lot of people's languages. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people here just even from the wrestling thing. There's a lot of kids that have got involved in church just from wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, we had an intern that was, right? So yeah. anyways, um, we've got uh, some other things that are going to be happening as well. But let's uh, let's fo- I want to stay on the sports thing because I'm really curious. Uh, is the sports field, is that phase one? Yeah, it's part of the phase one. That okay, when be. is the uh, basketball gymnasium getting put in? Not yet, one? not yet. Well, phase six? Outdoor, <laughs> outdoor sports court. Oh, outdoor. Well, that, that eliminates my me. Okay, um, there's some things coming up here also very soon, which is the school is launching. Um, we've got, right now, is it is it K through K eight? K through eight. K through eight. Is yeah. there, uh, how long is the vision there to stay K through eight? Are you wanting to expand as those eighth graders go up? Is that going to be the... We want to expand into high school as soon as next year. That's the desire and the need of our parents and our families. Uh, there's a huge need for Christian education done well, especially in the state of our world currently. The public school system is aggressively anti-Christian. When I was growing up, the public school was a little bit more neutral. There was sure there wasn't Christian values necessarily, but it was just beginning where all of a sudden praying in class and and having under God and the pledge of allegiance that was never a, that was never an issue. Whereas now our public schools are aggressively anti-Christian, and so there's a huge need for uh, Christians to have a space to raise their kids. Not that that guarantees that our kids will be Christian, but you think about uh, the battlefield that you're sending your kids into, and they're not equipped at all to face it. And so, um, creating a space where we can disciple and build up our kids on a firm foundation, then send them out in the world to be generation changers is the goal. Awesome. And John, you've got, uh, we just launched a new junior high ministry on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of all the kids and the things that we want to be pouring into the next generation, uh, what can we look forward to in the coming months and even maybe even the coming years with uh, the the kids ministries around here? Well, just growth and uh, more opportunities for students and, uh, and and adults to connect. You know, I mean, like with junior high having a program on the weekends, uh, we're expanding it from being just seventh and eighth to include sixth graders. And so uh, that will help, um, you know, our sixth graders really transition well into that middle school life, which is such an important, excuse me, such an important part because they are 
so open and you know all the statistics say that you know as you help kids understand their faith in those years uh many of them make decisions for the first time right then and there yeah. in the junior high years and so you know providing something for them on the weekends uh, is a great thing for us to um, continue to disciple them in a way that really speaks to them yeah. um, and so we've got uh, junior high on the weekends 9 30 and 11 15 and uh, we'll see that grow and then there's a midweek now too right so it's not just small groups and motion once a month now it's it's midweek is happening every week for junior high tuesday high nights from 7 to 8 30 for kids seven or sixth grade through eighth grade and then uh thursday nights for our high schoolers six thirty to eight thirty. sweet and then, uh, Garrett, with your you're starting, you're teaching core for the first time this semester, right? Yes. Are you going to be more involved in core as we move on, or is that just something uh, you're you're covering for for now? I'm just covering for now, but then as you know, maybe uh, Pastor Brett is working on year number two of core uh, as we speak, and so maybe as he does more of that teaching, I might do more of year one teaching. We'll see. To let him focus more on that. Yeah. And John, John Knapp and, you know, maybe and, others can, can help out too. And what's so. the, uh, the big goal with core is that, is it a four year ultimately for you? How long, how many weeks were you planning on doing core? No, it's a one year program right now. And then core year two would be the second year. So but he, it, it there, runs he doesn't have semester. an idea of going a certain amount of years yet. No, yeah. I think that if we were to launch into a year three, it would be more practical ministry experience, almost mm-hmm. like a internship where working adults could be involved. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys a question. We are, let's picture this. So we are now 30 years in the future. Um, oh we are now celebrating our 60th anniversary uh, Spring Hills I'm Church. I'm 62 years old. Brett and Eve are Ooh. now going to now gonna walk up onto the stage 66. and they're going to... So what, it, what is Spring Hills... I don't think they're going to make it in 30 years. <laughs> what does Spring Hills look like in 30 more years? Your, your biggest hopes and dreams of what it would look like. Do we have multiple campuses? Are all of our kids running the church now? What's uh, what's it look? I'm still leading worship because at 65 I'll still be relevant and hip. Um, so that's my. (laughs) I'm gonna still be singing. uh, This is amazing grace in 30 years. Um, no. What? So what is it? What What are we looking at, John? You? What kids are on on our on our staff? Who's doing what? Oh my gosh! What a question to be put on the spot with. Uh, gosh. I mean. I don't think we can know what it's gonna look like in 30 years. But what's like a dream? The dream. I mean, the dream would be that Spring Hills is still making a difference in Sonoma County and that people are still being reached, assuming that the Lord hasn't come back by then. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> as the far dream, as right? satellite campuses, I mean, as far as practically what does ministry look like in 30 years, I have no idea what it practically looks like. But I would hope that our heartbeat would still be the same where we're still an evangelistic church. We still are discipling people. We still are um, prioritizing God's purposes in this county above our own. And uh, we're still being effective in sharing the gospel. Well, yeah, but what's a fun uh, make believe? You just want to make believe. I want that to has have something fun imagination. Right now. You just want to show this imagine. in thirty years and be like, "Look what they no. said it would be." Ha no. ha ha! They were wrong. I don't even know if I'm going to be around in thirty years. But it is. I mean, the, what brought up this this thought was Kiki. You were two years old when the church was launched, and right. now here you are on staff. So I mean, right. we've got we've I mean, all got kids. It's definitely that are, possible that some of our kids would follow in our footsteps for yeah. ministry and stuff. I know or the s- kids, I mean, Catherine was part of the group, right? Yeah. Her, her parents were yeah. serving and now she's on staff here and Erica was part of the high school group. Yeah. And- mm-hmm. You know, I think what we, what I would envision is that we would make disciples here that would want to go into ministry and we would see people in the church 
be called into ministry mm -hmm. and we would continue to grow. Uh, you know, obviously that's always the goal that we mm -hmm. want to continue to grow yeah. uh, and, you know, healthy things grow. And so we want to follow what God's doing and we want to continue to be, you know, faithful and courageous and, and go where God leads and, and even, really pour into the next generation now. So they, I do think that the, the next generation is, yeah, the staff in 30 years, Lord willing, will all be from Sonoma County. Yeah. I, I think that even now, as we're looking to hire staff and add to our team, we're looking less on the outside, especially out of state, and we're looking more for people who are called specifically to Sonoma County, and those people typically are from here. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a shift in priority. Yeah. I know you guys are from out of county. Yeah, but we're not you're that far away. The, you're probably the last ones we'll hire out of county. I was about to say county. that. I might have been <laughs> we're the, two the last. Yeah. I, yeah, I was a month before you, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, this, and Sonoma County is going to continue to be – a mission field, unchurched, you know, um, most, most people without the gospel and the, the trends aren't, aren't changing. And, you know, our, our one church isn't necessarily going to change, change that trend. Right. Um, so we're going to, excuse me, where's your faith? So here? 30 years from now, we're still going to, yeah, 30 be, years is a long time. be, be in the heart of, uh, yeah, just, uh, just, you know, a mission field and, and wanting people to, to share the gospel and come to come to faith. I think the exciting um, thing is, Kiki, you said at the very beginning, Spring Hills is growing. We just did our first men's conference. We've got the school coming up. We're building out the, the campus to do more ministries. Um, and I, I think it's just exciting to see not only is Spring Hills uh, growing, you know, in, in maybe new numbers and people coming to church, but mm -hmm. people uh, taking core, being part of small groups and really growing in their faith. And that's where we want to be when yeah. we people growing in their faith and, uh, and continue to reach out to this County because yeah. this County is, I mean, there's so many, it's, it's ripe for harvest, right? I mean, there's so many people here yeah. that need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's people all over, but, um, anyways, there's a lot coming up at spring Hills. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Before Maybe in 30 years, need. we'll have that gymnasium, you know? That's the years. plan, right? Yeah. Fa phase 30. <laughs> phase 30 is the finally Indoor. the come up, gym. What's the name of the gymnasium? Elliot Arena. Finally. Elliot Arena. <laughs> finally. That's what I was, that's what I was waiting for. Oh, I was man. hoping or somebody Garrett. would mention it. I feel like Anderson Arena, like AA, you know? Oh, that's bad. But, uh, you know, like kind of copies. Brett has been saying, you know, he, he'd love for the field to, you know, be... Avlicutis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said that jokingly, of course. Yeah. Yeah, the you know. Brett Avlakiotis Memorial Ball Field. I think right? what's cool though is like every, like things get revealed in like bits and pieces over time. Like you know, to be able to say we've got a thirty-year plan, like that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, COVID yeah. taught us that you can't just make plans and expect that they can they come through. Right? Even like a year in advance. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. but you know, just continue to be faithful, and God kind of continues to pull back the curtain and show us kind of where to go and what to do. And you know, like the school was probably never a thought in their, in the mind of you know the people when they broke broke ground and started remodeling this, the, the space. Eve there. has mentioned it before, right? Eve has mentioned doing a school no, before? No, they haven't wanted to do, no. They haven't wanted to do, they've okay, always had a heart to, to they've always had a heart to want to obviously develop and disciple people, sure. but the school was never a calling that they felt they had um, until this year. Until recently. I feel like, yeah, our ministry will be determined a lot, like what's the what's the need, you know? Like where where is God saying, hey, stand up for the gospel yeah. here, you know, mm -hmm. and then like step into that. I'd be intrigued even to think through in 30 years, are you going to have mega churches or yeah. is it going to be going back to more home churches that are organized well? Sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, we'll see. We'll unless, see. like you said, unless Jesus comes Until back then. before we'll then. We'll be so here. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming in. We'll get to Brett and Eve's audio. This is them from our 30th year uh, anniversary party that we did on May 1st. And this is Brett and Eve sharing about the beginnings of Spring Hills and uh, just hearing from them about where their heart was when they started it and who was right about where the name came from. 
All right, everybody. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. How do we tell the How do we tell the story? This is uh, my wife Eve, and um, yes. Thank you. And we're going we're gonna to try to tell the story here. And uh, I feel like we're Mo- Moses and Joshua trying to explain to people how the Israelites were delivered out of their bondage in Egypt and into and occupying the whole promised land. And how do you, how do you capture, capture that other than to say it was a huge series of miracles that God did for God's glory and for the purpose God has for our church at this moment, this time in uh, history. A little bit of my story, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, our family didn't go to church, and it wasn't until I was in high school that I became a Christian. And then after becoming a Christian, not long after, I felt a real call to go into ministry. I wanted to uh, be a pastor, preach and teach. So I went to uh, San Jose State in the Bay Area, got a bachelor's degree, then went to Texas uh, to get my seminary degree at Dallas Seminary. And upon finishing, I was part of a church there, uh, even I, which we were in a band together. That's how we met, all right, in the Bay Area, yes. And some band members are here. Eve's sisters are here, and they were part of the trio. I was the drummer, and they were here for the first service, so shout out to them on the front row. All right. This is for real. This is for real, right? This is for real? Yes. Yeah, no, the whole thing's for real, honey. I know. Yeah, that's I right. Know. Yeah, no, the whole thing is true, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> we're down in Dallas and um, on staff at a church in Dallas there for like 11 years. And then God started stirring in our hearts. We grew up in the Bay Area and uh, God started stirring in our hearts to come back to where we grew up, right? In this, you know, San Francisco Bay Area. And then to start a church to reach out to people that didn't know Jesus. A lot happening in the Bible Belt, as you can imagine, Dallas, Texas. But we knew that uh, in California there was a real need. So. Um, we came back and explored uh, five different areas to start a new church. We worked with a man named Mark Platt. He helped us to figure out how do you start a church from scratch. So we looked at uh, five different areas, and uh, we were going to start the church in Sacramento, everybody, Roseville. Anybody know? We were going to start it there, yeah. We did a big video, and uh, God redirected us to Santa Rosa. And while we were here doing video of uh, Roseville, Sacramento area. Came to say goodbye to my brother who was just on the video and is back at the soundboard right now. Way to go, Woo. Scott. All right. All right, Scott. My brother. And we, uh, he and I, we played golf at Oakmont Golf Cl- Course, um, of course. Uh, played golf together. And I thought, I looked around, and I thought, this would be a great place to retire someday. Did not, I didn't know it was a retirement community. You know, I didn't know that. And then it popped into my head, a professor, a seminary professor had said, if you ever want to go start a church somewhere, then you need to go start one where you want to retire, because it's going to take you that long. And, uh, and it was like God said to me, I'm like, I want to retire in the Santa Rosa area. And I came, after we uh, played golf, I came back home to tell Eve, I think God's redirecting us here. Tell, tell them what happened. Well, the amazing thing was, I was talking to our sister-in-law, Joyce, um, who was a believer, and then her neighbor, and um, they were telling me, come plant the church here. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, Christians in Santa Rosa who want us to come plant the church <laughs> here. And so, when Brett came through the door and said, you know, I think 
God may be directing us to come here. I was like ready. The Holy Spirit had just prompted my heart and I was ready. And so we, we prayed up by the uh, round barn. It's no longer there, but y'all remember where that was. And we looked out over Santa Rosa and here we are. Then, uh, so, wow, what a redirection, everybody. I'm so glad we, I'm so glad God redirected us uh, here to Santa Rosa. So then uh, we raised, went back to Dallas, raised support, and planned to move out to start Spring Hills Community Church by scra- uh, from scratch. Uh, we knew my brother, and I had a twin brother at the time that also lived in this area, and that was it. Uh, so we moved into town in February of uh, 1992. And uh, through our consultant's advice, we decided to go public and have our first service uh, two months later on Easter, April 19th, 1992. So we moved into town and had two months to get the church launched. And they talk about stress and not being able to sleep and all that. But God, God was so good. We had to come up with a name. We didn't have a name for the church. And I feel like I'm the one that came up with the name. And Eve is the one who feels like she came up with the name. Should when we, we were, vote? When we we were vote? yeah, when we were moving, uh, we moving all our stuff from Texas. I remember going through a town or seeing a sign for Spring Hill, Texas, and I can validate that by the way on Google Maps. But Spring Hill, Texas, and I told you that'd be a great name for a church. She has a different idea how Spring Hills came to be the name. Well, I was taking a nice walk through the Coffee Park area, and I looked up at the Spring Hills. They were green at the time, and I thought, how refreshing, and our help comes from the Lord, um, and the hills just were just calling out, Spring Hills, and so I told Brett, Spring Hills. <laughs> new life, new beginnings, did you Spring s- Hills. Did you say the hills were calling out? Well, not little. Right. I mean, All right, how many of you think my story is legitimate? Raise your hand. All right, 10 of you. How many think Eve got it right? Okay. <laughs> I knew it. Thank you. Oh, my. So you saw some pictures of about eight weeks in uh, the video. We had all our stuff in the, in the garage and, and uh, set up every week. And, and uh, it was an amazing first year. I remember, uh, God, just, just the idea that a church had been started was so exciting. And every week was different, you, you know, new people coming, and, and you just would pray um, who would be coming, how you could minister to them, um, whether they were believers or people that had knew the Lord but maybe needed a church. And it was very, very exciting. There was all kinds of problem solving to do. We were meeting at the Luther Burbank Center. There were no classrooms. So we would set up partitions in the uh, lobby, or not lobby, what did we call it there? The concrete but area. Concrete area, <laughs> yes. That's why we were bringing the carpet in. And, uh, yeah, so we, we just had a great experience, though, because every week was different, and God provided, and, and it's all to him, all to his glory. Um, I will mention that Kiki, who was up here a few minutes ago, was two and a half at the time, and um, I think it was a really good experience for her. Yeah, now <laughs> she and her husband, Matt, have a two-and-a-half-year-old, Aubrey yeah, Joy. Parker and Parker, who's six, and they will be the uh, staff of Spring Hills at the next 30-year <laughs> celebration. All right. Well, the first year, you know, you start a church from scratch. We put an ad in the paper, and um, a lot of friends, even from Dallas, came, and Jim and Kim McKee are here somewhere. They were also here at the first service. Where are you guys? All right, they're out there somewhere. Jim oh, and near Kim the McKee. barbecue. 
Are you barbecuing? Oh. Yeah, he used to do all the barbecues. <laughs> With Rodney. Yeah, Rodney Brunner. But uh, the first year was much more difficult than I expected. I thought, hey, look, I have a seminary degree coming from Dallas. Uh, we're here, Sonoma County. This is going to be a great church. And at the end of our first year, uh, I was exhausted, and uh, we had tried everything. But that was necessary because of what the Lord was teaching us, uh, is that it was going to be him. Uh, it was going to be a miracle for us to uh, have the church happen and grow and all of that. It's not because of something we did. And a, a quote that I've shared before that helped me during that time was this quote, it's not methods, it's not mechanics, it's miracles. Mm -hmm. And another verse that really helped me uh, was Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And even I, that first year, our, our whole thing, we, we'd say to each other, and actually throughout the years, I'd say, well, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. You know, if you don't faint, you'll reap if you're, because God is going to be working. And the other quote was, nothing is impossible with God. And we learned that, I mean, year after year, week after week, day after day, and just step out in faith in your own lives. Um, nothing is impossible with God. We used to sing that old song. How many of you remember that old song? Nothing is impossible with thee. Raise your hand. Nothing is impossible with thee. Remember Paul that? Is. All right. Few of you. <laughs> it worked. We I mean. sound a lot better if we get a little yeah. backup band, but we don't have time. We got to move on. All right. So, <laughs> so we uh, the church grew, and um, over the years, you know, you you uh, for 15 years we were in rented facilities: the Luther Burbank Center, the Redwood Adventist Academy School. And after uh, we started looking for property, our church is about 400 people, and uh, this property uh, we are, came on the market, and uh, the price, this 60 acres goes all the way to the power station, over to River Road, and all the way up and around. Some of you don't realize that. Um, we're the only church in America that has nine acres of Pinot Noir grapes and three <laughs> acres of Chardonnay grapes. All right. <laughs> I'm convinced we're the only church in America, but... Anyway, we had, well, this property came on the market for $12 million. And uh, we're a church of 400, and we had no money. So it, it only made sense to make an offer. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the potential of it. Our leaders saw the potential of it. And so this is what we did. We said, we want to give you a full, full $12 million for the property, uh, but we'd like you to donate back $8 million and take it as a tax write-off for yourself. And to our, our utter surprise, they said no, 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 no. So it stayed on the market for two more years. Um, in the meantime, uh, Sarah Cundy had sold it to Robert Mundavi, who had sold it to Constellation Brands. And this property was not part of Constellation Brands' future. And so the price dropped uh, down to from 12 to 10. And the realtor said it was going to drop to 7.5. And, and the realtor said they thought they would take 5.5 million for this property. So we offered them five and a half million, still having no money. That's what you call faith, you know. <laughs> and so um, they said, well, 100,000, put it in escrow, and you got a month to decide. Um, and, 30 um, days. What's that? 30 days. Or 30 days. Yes, same yes, as a month. Same, same idea. I'm just emphasizing. Yes, 30 days. We didn't have 100,000 to put in escrow and 30 days wasn't enough, so we walked away from it. 
They had had a backup offer that fell through, and they came back to us. In January. In January of 2005. And we said, uh, uh, okay, here's the deal. We, don't, we can't put 100000 in escrow, and we need four months. Mm -hmm. Four months. And they said, okay. <laughs> okay, so now we got this property in escrow. Uh, with a church of some four or 500 people, and uh, we got this whole property locked up, and now we have to do diligence to see if we can, you know, have a church here, zoned agricultural. It's on a community separator between Santa Rosa and Windsor, and uh, so uh, we began to explore it, and plus we had to come up with the money to close on June 10th. Can I tell a fun fact? Yes. This is another miracle. So, we're in escrow, and then a few days later, we find out that there's another offer on the property for $500,000 more, $6 million, correct? Correct. With a 10-day cash close. That was what was right behind that's us, ladies like, and gentlemen. That's like Pharaoh coming after you. That if was you know Pharaoh's the story army. of the Red Sea. That was Pharaoh's army. Yes. <laughs> I still remember being out to lunch. So now their, their realtor would like to see us not go through that's 500,000 more for them right so uh anyway we're having lunch as a staff during that period and their their realtor calls me and says now you've got everything ready i'm assuming everything's ready for you guys to close on june 10th and i'm with the staff having lunch and i kind of turn away from my phone smile at them and come back and said everything looks perfect we're good to go june 10th because and, of uh, god Oh, my goodness. I can't go into all the details. We just don't have time. But the Monday of the close, we did not have uh, the money we needed to close. We didn't have it on Monday. We were shy, shy a million-dollar loan from a local bank. And somebody I'd met two weeks prior to that, I called them and asked if there was anything they could do. And I won't go into it, but uh, that person not only made a large donation, but uh, guaranteed us to get that money, and we closed on June 10th. Now, that, that was, okay, we got this property. It's amazing. God. Big yay God to that. Now we've got to get a use permit. Okay, mm -hmm. we closed, but we got a use permit. How many of you know Sonoma, Sonoma County loves agriculture? And so do we do, right? And um, they weren't too excited when we first went to have a church right here in a community separator instead of a big agricultural thing. Um, but uh, through a series of miracles in two and a half years, Paul Kelly, who was the supervisor of the 4th District at the time, a Christian man, uh, the whole use permit was referred up to the Board of Supervisors, and he came through for us big time like Esther. And uh, after two and a half years, we were able to get a use permit. So we're paying on this property. We're renting uh, another location, and it's all base rock. The whole thing is base rock with empty buildings. You'll see pictures in just a minute of that. And uh, so we got a use permit, and with that use permit is 72 conditions for us to get an occupancy permit. How many of you know that the occupancy permit is the most important thing? All right, yes. So we have 72 conditions, which includes landscaping. There was no landscaping here. A right and left turn lane, a parking lot. There was no parking lot here. It was all base rock. No trees. And no trees. Except for these four. Except for these four, that's right. Are these, there, there used to be five, there, all right? Yes, we're missing one. <laughs> um, and uh, Spring Hill still has very little money, although we did a capital campaign and money's coming in. And uh, boy, I just, like I said, I, I want to write, I'm going to write a book about it because there's just too many details and miracles of how God allowed us to do this. I thought the illustration I thought of is like we were, we were like a family 
making $50,000 a year, uh, making an offer on a $3 million property and having it close escrow, and then finding out that there was $2 million of renovations needed before we could move in. And we closed on the property and were able to, through the generous giving and sacrifice of so many of our people, to move in on June, or excuse me, on Easter, Good Friday, 2010. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, 30 years Praise later. God. Praise God. I think, you know, the walk by faith, um, it's not about us. You know, we trust God, but you just see God working through the whole process. And he made it so obvious. It's not like maybe God's working. No, he made it obvious. You know, took us to the depths, and then um, you'd see his hand. And um, we just give him all the praise. Yeah, I was. Uh, I would tell our leaders at that time, I said, look, if this whole thing goes down in flames, and I mean, I tell uh, well, anyway, there are so many points in which it could have. Uh, if it goes down in flames, I think the Lord is pleased that we took such an audacious step of faith, trusting in him to lead people to Christ. And I said, that's going to be credited to our account, even if it doesn't work. Yeah. And then I remember hearing a speaker say that he wanted on his tombstone the words, at least he tried. Okay, at least he tried. And uh, so it was, it was faith. It was, it was stepping out. And why did we do it? What's the big why? The big why is because uh, people coming to know Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. of growing in their faith, and of, um, of people knowing that there's a God who loves them mm -hmm. and that there's a Savior who bought them and it will forgive them, and it's all worth it. It's all worth it. So all praise goes to God. For yes. what's happened. Yes, and as the days, as we're living these days, we just have to keep spreading the news. So, and we need to just keep going. Honey. Yes, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right, you want to hear from okay. some people that were there? All right, let's watch this video. They'll give you some insight. There was just a lot of faith and a lot of prayer involved in um, getting this property. Really, it was a huge miracle. You know, it is a huge commitment when you've got about four hundred people. And uh, you're looking at expensive property, a uh, large investment. It's the only way it's going to happen is if God wants it to happen. Yes. I remember we come on the property, and all that was here besides the beautiful vineyards were huge, big, empty warehouses. You would have to um, pressure wash out the, the warehouse buildings with the spiders and the mice, and it was very primitive definitely was a different place than it is now. The landscaping was quite a quite an interesting process. A lot of volunteers involved in doing, and there were a lot of contractors that donated a lot of time to developing the facility. A lot of time and materials. It was a, a fun process too to see just dirt and gravel turn into beautiful grass and and parking spaces and just seeing interstellar the buildings come together in amazing facilities was a very exciting experience. God's work being accomplished by God's people. So, I mean, it was, I was just anxious and everybody was just couldn't wait for the time that we could move into this property. I saw God's hand working and it, you know, it tests your faith when you're, you're stepping out on that limb and you're saying, I'm not sure how well attached to the tree it is. But you're trying to do what God's leading you to. And uh, 
I think we do. All right. All right, appreciate Rodney and uh, Judy and Ron and Carrie, wherever you are out there. They're still, they were here for the, Ron and Carrie, the first service, and Judy and Rod came after the first year. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've told our, our growth track group, which is our class we have monthly to help you get plugged in to the church. I always say this to them, you know, when you think about the story of our church and uh, how it all happened, why did it happen? Because God loves the people of Sonoma County. That's why, he, that's why it happened. That God loves them and has raised up our church for the purpose of reaching them with the gospel. The good news that God so loved the world, he gave his son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. The gospel is the good news, that God exists. He loves you. That Jesus Christ made God manifest, showed us what God is like. Jesus, who died on a cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven of our sins and have the assurance of eternal life. This, this earth and this life is not God's end game, everybody. There is a new heaven, a new earth. Jesus is coming back again. And the gospel is the way into all of that to participate. And it's based on Jesus Christ and what he did for us. So the reason he raised up our church and did all those miracles, for his glory and his love for the people of Sonoma County. So praise his name for that. Uh, Charles Coulson. Chuck Colson, who's dead now, said this, that biblically the church is an organism, not an organization. A movement, not a monument. It's not a part of the community. It is a whole new community. It's not an orderly gathering. It's a new order with new values, often in sharp conflict with the values of the surrounding society. The church is the hope of the world. The word of God is true. Jesus said it. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. People need to understand who God is and what truth is and live their life in accordance with that truth to experience the fullness of life God wants us to have now and obviously the hope for eternal life in the future. Someone said this. I don't know, but I like it. Live churches are constantly changing. Live churches have lots of noisy kids. Live churches' expenses always exceed their income. <laughs> Live churches are constantly improving for the future. Live churches move out in faith. Live churches focus on people. Live churches are filled with tithers. Live churches dream great dreams of God. Live churches don't have can't in their dictionary. Live churches evangelize. Dead churches fossilize. So we have a, we have a future, everybody. We have a future. We, you know, it's not just looking back. That's the sure sign that a church is... is uh, is in decline when all you do is look back, you know what I mean, to like the old days. Remember the old days? No, no, no. We're like, thank you, God, for what you've done, and now let's look future to what God's going to do. We have some exciting plans to share with you. We're in the process right now uh, with an architect, with landscape designers. We will eventually get a builder, but we're in, we're in um 
contract to come up with some incredible improvements on the church here I and the property. My, my hope is that, just like the Israelites went into the promised land, that we will fully develop this property. Uh, for example, the, the building behind me is our garage. Are you with me on that? There's, there's just a bunch of stuff in there. Um, and uh, we, this has been approved by, the, by Sonoma County. In our use permit, it's been approved for a 1,500-seat auditorium right here. Now, our vision is to put glass along the si side here, glass, so you can look out. Now, that's, we're not launching into that yet, everybody, but that's what we have. What we are launching into is we're going to change the warehouse building uh, to my back over there. We're going to put more rooms in it for classroom space and small group space. So that's going to be remodeled. Okay, we're all, and then we're also going to uh, the building up front. There's a 5,000-square-foot building up front. We're going to turn that into a state-of-the-art youth center with a basketball court out front. And, yes, and others can use it, too. You know what I'm saying? It's not just the youth center, but it'll have its own coffee bar, its own setup, all of that, with a beautiful landscaped outside uh, kind of a beer garden vibe without the beer. Can I get an amen to that? All right. And then, <laughs> so that's that building with all new parking lot. You guys are parking everywhere. All new parking lot in the front. And then right out here, uh, we are going to have a 4.3 acre ball field, soccer field combination right there. So the youth center will open up, the doors will open up into a huge lawn area for small groups. Who wants to get into the small group softball league? All right. And also for the sake of the community. We the, always part of what our, our vision has always been is to connect with the community, to lead them to Christ. So, yeah, you want to bring your team on and, and work out here or whatever, sure, build relationships, right? It's all about that in the hopes of sharing Christ with them. And by the way, when I'm dead and gone, which will be a long time from now, but when I'm dead and gone, I want that ball field named after me. Why? Here's why. Because when we were in the process of getting our use permit from the county, the uh, a consultant we had, was a very good consultant. He said, don't go for the ball field. Just leave it open space. Don't go for the ball field. That's too much. You're going to, like, turn them off. And I said, no, we want a ball field. I mean, I love, I love softball. We want a ball field. So we went for it, and we got it. Okay, we got it. So, therefore, when I'm dead and gone, it's the Avila Kiotis, uh Athletic Complex. I like that. Something like that. So we will have, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, designers and landscape people to tie our property in better, you know, as we're going, tie our property in be better, so development of that. You'll be hearing a lot more about it because we're going to raise the money to do it with cash, everybody. We're going to raise the money to do it. That'll be part of the, our campaign in the end of the year, which I'm excited about, and you will too. Um, also, just big news, the classrooms, the spaces we're creating and all that, uh, they're going to really help with what is going to happen this fall, uh, the opening of the Spring Hills Christian School. And some of you aware of that? Yes. Spring Hills Christian School. And we, all, we have so many people feel the need, all right, for raising up children, discipling children to understand that God loves them, who they are, what Christ did for them. 
and to raise leaders for the next generation. So uh, that'll be part of the Christian school. That'll be part of the development. Let's raise up people to know and love Christ and uh, serve Christ. So you're part of it. Isn't this great? You'll be on the video. You'll be on the next video. Okay? We'll interview you. (laughs) And we can just share the story of what God has continued to do. All right. Well, I want to invite our baptism people to come on down, wherever you are. Come on down. They're coming. While they're coming, we're going to have baptism here, and you'll see it on the screen. And um, here, here's, the, here's the bottom line, everybody. Why do we do what we do? It's for what you're going to witness right now. We want, to, we want to share the good news of the gospel with every person we can so they come to know Christ. And then, in obedience to the Lord, uh, they're going to demonstrate their faith through the waters of baptism. Going under the water symbolizes a death to the old life, death to who you were before you came to know Christ. That's going underwater is that picture in the Bible. Coming out is a picture of the new life you have in Christ, and of course the water washes us. So baptism is not a requirement to go to heaven, but it's a beautiful picture of what the grace of God in your life in forgiving you, removing your past, and giving you a new life through Jesus Christ. So in a moment, when they come out of the water, would you give them a shout? you got to sing and shout at the same time, all right? And if you'd like to give, if you'd like to give, there's ways to give on the screen. We talk about this each week. And uh, no, you've seen the history. You've seen Eve's heart, my own heart. Uh, You know the heart of our leaders around here, our staff. And uh, as God leads you, give generously for the sake of Christ. I don't think when we get to heaven, we're going to wish we hadn't given so much. Am I right? I think when we get to heaven, we're gonna, are we going to wish we hadn't risked so much for the glory of God? Or are we going to wish we hadn't taken steps of faith? No, it'll be just the opposite. So when we get to heaven, let's hear the Lord say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. All right? Come on in and enjoy the eternal party of celebration in the new heaven and the new earth. So let's pray together. Lord, thank you for what you've done. And we pray the next 30 years that we'll just bring you more glory and the Lord Jesus Christ will be lifted up even higher. Bring them all in, each church in Sonoma County reaching out. Bless them. Help us to do our part. And um, God, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. For each person getting baptized today, bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.